Hey everybody, it is your host and editor for this week, Patrick. I just wanted to give a quick content warning at the top of the show. Um, this episode we do talk about some, some nasty, transphobic, violent speech targeted towards children. So if that's something you want to avoid, um, I have put timestamps in the description of this episode so you can skip that part. Um, I think that's about it. Thanks and enjoy the show. Hello everyone and welcome to Henry Kissinger is Pokemon going to die not a threat just a fact my name is Matt also known as the number one toppers pizza fan in the entire world my name is Evan aka horny Elon Musk <laughs> my name is Linus aka the number two toppers pizza fan in the world uh, <laughs> it's actually Jason Kessler's <clears throat> cuck dad uh, and I'm Patrick, a.k.a. everybody's favorite new cryptocurrency, John McCoyne. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I feel like that's going to die soon. I, I like how Patrick is the best at nicknames. Patrick is the best at nicknames. I'm the worst at nicknames, and we're on the same episode. It's good. It's a good episode. And Linus, you're still, I think, the only person who's given two names for an episode, and you've done it twice. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> but... Uh, Man, speaking of horny, horny Elon Musk, we did not have that on our list this week. Oh I, yeah, I the, want to talk oh, about oh yeah, we've got to talk about. <laughs> I do really want to talk about Elon Musk for a second. It's but a I good start. Preface this with something, because um, I have I have a friend on Tumblr who is just very he's very critical of white leftists a lot because you know how white leftists yeah. are. Oh yeah, and like the basic punchline of this story is that grimes was bringing azalea banks out to not necessarily only to record a collaboration but also to like proposition her into a threesome yeah and the whole the optics and just like the the situation in which she was put in which she wasn't really given any information and she was kind of left alone in a house and then proposition for a threesome is like beyond Ugh. sketchy it's and not how you part do of it this story is not very funny but every no. other part of the story, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, <laughs> it's really, it evens out to very funny. I just, I really wanted to preface it with that because, like, Azalea Banks, while you know not being the perfect person or anything, is definitely like not like the aggressor in this story. She is definitely like the everything she's saying and doing is pretty much valid, except for her like Down syndrome comment she made about Elon Musk. Yeah, but, oh. like this is that's kind of just how Azalea Banks does. Yeah. And, like, this isn't, like, a, a tacit endorsement of, like, her entire politics or anything. But nonetheless. <laughs> it's funny. See, I have to preface everything with, with couch statements because this is an SJW podcast, first and foremost. Yeah. So we, we, I got to cover my own tracks and, of course, acknowledge my own biases. So. 
Does anyone Elon Musk. This story? <laughs> so on that note, uh, Elon Musk did acid and then tweeted about uh, selling shy high socks. Y- 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 y'all remember when he mysteriously started tweeting about Tesla was selling short shorts and everyone was like, huh, that's kind of weird, and then moved on with their day? Well, <laughs> it turns out he was fucking <laughs> tripping on acid. And didn't Azealia Banks tell post something like, "I told him not to tweet on acid," but he still did. It's like it's like he's doing acid, obviously at like Grimes pushing or behest, and she's not even smart enough to tell him not to tweet while on acid. You think Grimes was like like the one Fortune five hundred (laughs) CEO? He's doing acid with his fucking girlfriend and trying to have a threesome with someone very awkwardly. Yeah, and, and just yeah. very also, not. Also, like this, this happened to coincide with him making all those tweets about bringing Tesla public at four hundred and twenty dollars. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so committing like, SEC fraud. Yeah, committing <laughs> securities fraud, and a... it's basically him <laughs> frantically calling investors. So that, I think this was prior to the acid, but like <laughs> this was we get, the, we get the behind the scenes on it from Azalea, who's just fucking sitting in their house. <laughs> That he for was just three frantic, days. He was in their investors. house alone for three days. Oh so, my god! Yeah, and then of course, trying to get a, a threesome to happen—just all very skeevy. Um, I feel like if Grimes wasn't already canceled, she's very canceled after this. Yeah, like extra yeah. canceled. Uh, like just extra canceled. Sorry, babe. Like <laughs> Art Angels was very good, but you you seem to have forgotten everything you said on that album. Yep. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, that's, that's Elon Musk. Just, I mean, just your we daily all... boop, 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 Musk watch. <laughs> it's like, we all, we all know that, like, CEOs get up to shit like this. Um, well, I mean, maybe not quite as much as this, but, like, just to have it, like, in the news, like, yeah, the, the, the CEO of fucking Tesla did acid with his girlfriend and tweeted a bunch of shit about fucking short shorts remember the picture of elon yeah. musk getting off a plane with grimes and she earnestly looks like his daughter in the picture yeah because like terrible. is that was that wait does he have like a it. does he have a kid he uh, has that... only boys he has okay sons yes does, are they large adult sons or are they just they're like, like they're they're 12 yeah they're, they're, they're young. youngish like they're not like babies but they're they're not teens yeah it's <laughs> not like it's not like jordan peterson's kid who everyone just has a real normal one about yeah <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, we've that's... talked about that one before. Yeah, they're all gonna die of meat poisoning. It's fine. <laughs> it, is, it is very funny to me though that I literally mentioned that uh, like the week before, like the carnivore diet thing the week before on the podcast, and then immediately Jordan B. Peterson is fucking it. Like the five minutes after you said it, according to my yeah. point of view, it was like God, that what? reminds me, like the original um, Canadian professor who's all about like free speech and. And that kind of shit uh, died today. Oh, yeah, he did, didn't he? I saw that. Michael Persinger from Laurentian University right here in Sudbury. Famous for, uh, well, I think most famous, famous for, for the God Helmet more than Famous anything. for the God Helmet, uh, where he, Which like... I know he, you guys aren't familiar with that one. It's basically uh, yeah. more a helmet that simulated some neurons that made it seem like there was a presence in the room. Yeah. I don't know much about it past that. But his big thing was he'd put a... Like, he made students a disclaimer. Uh, that he he's tried say to say a bunch of words yeah. in his class, and they, those words included like homophobic slurs and stuff because he wants to make people like he wants to make you really think about how words work. 
Yeah, oh, and he, he got in huge shit for that because they're they're like, you can't make students fucking you know sign a thing that lets you call use slurs in class and they can't complain about it. Yeah. The thing about Persinger, though, is that, one, he's a neuroscientist, not just, like, a philosopher. Yeah. So he's, like, he's actually fairly smart. Yeah, he's, like, he's not he a went big to school. Dumbass. And, or, or, like, second, I also, I also genuinely think he is, like, he believes what he's putting out, and he's not just a huckster. Yeah. And so, like, I'm, like, I'm not gonna, like praise him after death or anything but i'm also not going to shit on his grave either it's yeah like a related the, the, subject. The, i knew a lot of people who like took classes with him and the the like he was he the perception of him at laurentian was of like you know the the bad boy prof like the prof who was kind of a <laughs> shithead asshole and all you, you, ever, you guys ever see like the paper chase with like the law professor and the paper chase is all about like a law professor who's like a huge cruel asshole to all his students but he's actually like a fucking legal genius so like Mm -hmm. Persinger was kind of seen as that kind of prof like how yeah he was a house type he wasn't you know he he didn't care about your rules man but you know (laughs) the only thing I know about Persinger is one time I heard a couple of freshmen walking down going like oh he's so cool man like he doesn't (laughs) like do any of that SJW shit or something like that yeah when that's when that's your result then you're Maybe reconsider. Maybe. There's also a really good. There's a really good mural dedicated to the God Helmet ex- uh, experiment on the roof of a Laurentian building that was put up during the Up Here Festival two years ago. Oh, that's a when festival, they put a there? festival, which is coincidentally this weekend. Good. Sunday yeah, and I'm festival. still stuck in this fuck city of Barry instead of watching Efren Malnick play fucking. Or is that how you say his name? Efren Minuk. Minuk. Go see him in Toronto. Efren. I, I want. I'm probably gonna probably gonna yeah. go try to see that one if I can find someone yeah. to go with me. Yeah. Let's see what else we got on the docket this week. Um, I guess we have more things we could make fun of before we have to yeah. get into the tough subjects. Yep. Yeah. So we have the Unite the Right Rally Two. Electric Unite the Right. <laughs> Unite the Right Two. Tokyo. Uh, no, no. Two, it doesn't work it's like that. Three is Tokyo Drift Linus. I know. Okay. I'm. Know I'm. Okay. I'm. I'm. Unite the Right Two. Electric Boogaloo. Yes, two unite. You. Two right. <laughs> yeah. That's there. I got it. Two we have take to Linus follow is fast, what they call furious me. naming conventions, or else what are we even doing? What, what the fuck podcast? are we even doing here? What about uh, unite the right to the hand that unites the right? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I like was barely able to follow coverage of this. Is anyone more familiar with it than me? So yeah, last year's unite the unite the right rally was. Um, I think more people would know it as the Charlottesville rally, especially outside of the United States. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was that that gathering of tiki torch wielding Nazis who uh, killed somebody, um, and this year it was like twenty guys standing in a circle. Um, was it protected even by twenty? Cops, right? Yeah, pr- yeah, of course. Surrounded by a larger circle of cops, um, and and the reason that there were so many fewer people this year uh, is because the last year has been filled with like good people making anti-fascist arguments. Yeah, like, and a lot of the people, like, from the original rally, like, got shit-canned, got arrested, got, like, generally suffered some very serious consequences. Not all of them, but a good many of them did suffer some pretty serious consequences for going to a Nazi rally. Right, and so so people this year felt unsafe, uh, which is good and and. And great to me. The idea was... of Nazis feeling unsafe in America fills me with just such a primal, warm joy. It's so good. <laughs> Did what was that headline that was like 
them trying to spin that as like a as a thing a thing like oh the reason we didn't have the numbers is because we're all too scared and it's like how is that an own <laughs> that's like the most glorious self-own of all time you're lucky that i'm too scared to show my face or i'd fucking you know <laughs> <laughs> The, the thing you got to know about current generation fascists is that they they seem to work a lot more on the presumption that everyone against them is like a weak centrist Democrat that's going to go all like politeness on you. Yeah. yeah. But like us fucking cockroaches are still sitting here in the wings. <laughs> yep. And so um, this is, I need I have a sound cue to represent the uh, the Unite the Right rally. If you guys want to just like take your headphones off a little bit for a second. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had my slide whistle ready. Sometimes it's really loud, so I just wanted you to be ready for it. The levels Great, were thanks. good on that one. Yeah, no, I I think I figured out how to make my slide whistle not completely destroy my everyone's ears. <laughs> and now I just gotta get I gotta start using my kazoo and my uh, my soundboard, which I'm I'm gonna load with some Brooks phrases. Because Brooks is never on the goddamn podcast anymore, so we're going to replace him with Brooksbot. Do we want to? Do we want to talk about uh, Jason Kessler getting yelled at by his dad? <laughs> please, please. Okay. Yes. Does it, who? Yeah. Like, does anyone know? Did anyone actually watch the video? Or no? But please tell me. About okay. It. Uh, he was doing a live stream of with some other. Fu- I can't remember the name of the other fucking guy, but the the live stream was like it couldn't have been a worse setup. The live stream was like the guy in his boat and he was holding like a phone which is which was FaceTiming Jason Kessler. And they were, you know, talking about Nazi shit. And in the middle of the interview, uh J- Jason Kessler's dad because he's living with his parents uh yell- started yelling at him. <laughs> and he was like, "Hey, get out of my room" because he was in his dad's fucking bedroom doing this live stream. <laughs> And, yeah, because uh, yeah, he couldn't be in his own bedroom because <laughs> there's too many Animorphs posters on the wall. <laughs> so, in the middle of a live stream, his dad and his dad like re- later released a statement that was like, "We don't condone or support anything that our stupid fucking son is doing." Uh, and I, like, I think that's my favorite thing about like, I mean, it's also kind of just it's a thing you see after like there's like mass shootings and stuff too, is the parents being like, "Jesus Christ, what the hell." Yeah, I mean, like, yeah. To, I don't support them, but when I I love when the parents get into it and are active at an earlier stage in, in like a nascent fascist's life and yeah. just like you know shut them down before they're going to cause like major harm. Yeah, because yeah, there's no greater own than being owned by your dad in public. <laughs> Apparently, the reason he's living with his parents right now is because he's been slapped with a shitload of lawsuits. For arranging the original rally. And he's just, like, not doing too well. Good. Good to so hear. Good. Love it's to a, hear it. Yeah. Speaking, speaking of Jason Kessler, uh, this is another bullet like point Jason on the docket. <laughs> <laughs> uh, We're like Jason Cuckler. We're like Jason Messler. He made an appearance on NPR this past week. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, that was shit. him? Yeah, that was him. On that was him I'm too. glad that dovetailed nicely, then. <laughs> he literally ranked the different races of people by intelligence on on air on npr oh my god npr and like our canadian extension essentially of the cbc have been really bad lately for this both sides isn't bullshit yeah i yeah. um i know that like very good podcast 
Dog Island is at some point going to do an entire episode on bad political commentators in Canada because they have a better handle on the people who write op-eds for CBC than I do. Um, and I would definitely just recommend going to them for it when it comes out, and I will link it on our relevant feeds. Yeah. But, like, the idea that we need to give equal space on public platforms is completely ludicrous. <laughs> But like, yet that's, that's, how he, that's how they defend these things. Yeah. How did he do the fucking, like, how did he, how did they get to the point where he was ranking races, like, live on, the, like, the radio? Was it like a thing where he's like, uh, welcome back to Looper.com, I'm Jason Kessler, and today we're ranking the fucking races. Like, I don't understand it how, was an interview, like... interview, wasn't it? I'm sure, like, they asked him a question that that was not the answer to, and he just, like, found his way <laughs> there. started going into it. Like, like yeah. Which, which Pokemon do you think is the best? Well, well here's all the races. That... <laughs> yeah, so joining us in the studio today, we have Mr. Kessler to talk about phrenology. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, yeah. like, I guess the intention... Uh, a lot of the time is to like because I saw some article on about the NPR thing, and I guess the intention a lot of the time is to like be like, "Hey, we interviewed this fucking idiot. Like, check out how wild and you know, basically like the it's not meant." The problem is that they almost never frame it that way. Yeah, like they, they, that's I guess the intention, but it's not how the interview comes off. The interview yeah. just comes off as like, "Oh, they're interviewing Jason Kessler," and it and it can yeah. do a lot of harm. Because people right. will listen to it and be like, oh, he's being taken seriously. Yeah, so it's like, okay, one, the interviewer could be slightly more combative. Mm-hmm. And, you know, try to, like, push back on literally any of the points. Like, Or, right. when they post the article, they can post it with some kind of disclaimer or some kind of, like, off-air repu- refutation of points or something to say, hey, look what this absolute lunatic beliefs yeah like yeah. they they never do that though they just say like a talk with uh, the new dapper white supremacist richard spencer yeah right like and like because i think new york times did actually a good job of this when they did a profile on jordan peterson it's very rare that you're going to see me telling the new york times they did a good job um <laughs> but they did a profile on jordan peterson and one the interviewer was I'm pretty sure the interviewer was a woman, so that was already a start for Jordan Peterson. And they were very combative with him. They were very, like, talking against his points. And then they just, they made him seem even more than he actually already is, like a complete monster. Just by the way they framed all the questions and the way they framed his statements. And it actually did a really good job of the whole, um, like, sunlight is the best disinfectant theory of giving Mm -hmm. racists a platform. Yeah. So, like, you have to frame it right. Yeah. There's nothing more viscerally satisfying than someone like tearing someone tearing a Nazi apart in an interview, just like completely shredding everything that they're saying and being like, no, like, and you know, I feel like that's like every time Matthew Heimbach tries to speak because he's a fucking idiot. Yeah, <laughs> is he like in jail now? He's well, there was that whole thing in, with uh, his wife cheating on him, and then he watched, and then there was a giant brawl. Was that him? Was that Matthew Heimbach? I'm pretty sure it was, yeah. There was the love triangle that, like, fucking disintegrated the biggest white supremacist organization yeah, in, the, in yeah. the United States. That was great. Yeah, like, there's something that's just so nice about seeing right infighting, because left infighting <laughs> always... has been such a thing that's kept the movement apart for years, yeah. and, you know, still yeah. does. Yeah. 
And Can I yet- just say uh, in writing? Thank you very much. <laughs> nice. Thanks. Don't like it, but thanks. <laughs> thanks for your contribution. <laughs> good. Um, no problem. I guess we have to talk about like the less good stuff now. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I, I guess I'm going to pop the article for this one open so I can get the names right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just click up over here. Uh, well, I mean, the headline that's on uh, Towla Road, which is where the article was originally posted. It's uh, It's been picked up by, like, everyone now. Like, yeah, time ran it. Yeah, it's been picked now, but this is one of the first spots. Yeah. School closed after parents declare hunting season on 12-year-old transgender student. Yeah, so basically, this is probably some of the more blatant transphobia I've seen people posting publicly under their own name. Yeah. And I look through a horrific. lot of Facebook comment sections yeah. for someone who ostensibly is good at being online. Um, and this essentially this uh, the student, Maddie, had, I think, like, it was, like, one prior, like, looking over a bathroom stall, like, yeah. citation. You know, like a kid does. Like yeah, a kid exactly. does. And it was like two years prior yeah, to like she was this to, to today. Yeah. Oh no no no! Uh, she was accused of looking under the bathroom stall, and her mother said, "Oh, uh, that's probably because she was." Uh, it, it was like it was like someone just kind of. I guess she just kind of leant down, and then someone was like, "Oh, she's looking under the stall or some shit." Like she didn't climb up on the. Like she didn't even do anything that could have ostensibly been seen. I, th- I thought it was right. both of those: one in the past, one in the present. Okay, I, well, sure this is the one that I'm reading in the, the article, but. That, um, that's yeah. what precipitated like the comments, but essentially, like I'm I'm imagining it's just a bathroom stall that has like abnormally large gaps at the bottom. Yeah, because yeah. I've seen those, especially when you're kids and they're kid sized toilets and yeah. they're like, really small and low to the ground. I could see how that could be something that would happen. And essentially, what happened is after this, uh, after the peeking under misunderstanding, there there was an art there was something posted on the Facebook. So I think it's a Facebook for parents. Heads up, parents of 5th through 7th grade girls, the transgender, written as a noun, is already using the girls' bathroom. We have been told how the school has gone above and beyond to make sure he has has his own restroom, yet he is still using the girls. Really, looks like it's going to be a long year. We have made school board meetings over this situation last year, and it kind of just continues like that. And then people are referring to her as a thing within the yeah, uh, it's, article it's just really yeah, people are fucking laughing about it too which yeah. is it's yeah it's horrific i mean there's i feel no like i feel like getting any it. more into the actual details of what people were saying is yeah we can a bad we can idea skip it over. yeah just like it's do. just i yeah. mean i think it should be mentioned yeah. that like these adult fucking people were threatening like unbelievable amounts of violence to a like, fucking direct child to a child. yeah 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 it's it's disgusting, and there's there's really just not another word for it. And the apparently the FBI is coming in to investigate whether it's a hate crime. Yeah, the, specifically they're yeah, not like who is committing one, but whether it's a hate crime. Yes, like yeah, it's because it's a the, fucking we know hate the who. Crime. All the people's names are directly in this article. I, I yeah, I think <laughs> so the like, FBI. Kevin Bickerstaff, you're on notice. David Williams, you're on notice. Ty Hayes, you're on notice. Fucking Eddie, Eddie Belcher, Belcher, who made the fucking knife comment. I'm pretty sure that's going to be, like, I think the FBI is investigating the ones that were, like, just, like, someone fucking making a, a threat like that. Yeah, like, let's yeah. mutilate this child. And, yeah, like, so I'm, I'm, I've am i been trying to, um, 
Yeah, apparently, I, I pulled up another article, apparently, like, the sheriff and the office in wherever, and the FBI are now, like, doing an investigation. So, like, hopefully yeah. that leads to something. But, like, I, I hate to I hate to be in the in the point where, like, hoping the FBI does a good job is something we have to hope for. Yeah, I, I also want to just make it clear that this girl's parents, uh, to my knowledge, seem, you know, fully supportive. Yeah, no, they seem very her. good. And are are very much, I think, on the right side here. Yeah, no. Yeah. By all means, her mom seems like the perfect mom. Like very, very helpful to the situation. She's the one who's like raising a public stink about it. She's been incredibly supportive of her daughter over time. Yeah, like that's very good to see. And I'm glad that she has someone in her corner because when you don't, then the situation ends up a lot more sad. Them. I'm glad yeah. this blew up too. Like I'm glad that this is reaching a lot of people who know exactly now who these fucking people are. Yeah. Kind of want to counter this one with some like good trans people related news. Yeah. Yeah, we, yep. we kind of have the the other side of the coin here. So it's um what's her full name? Christine Halquist. The Democrats of Vermont have chosen Christine Halquist as their candidate for governor, which is sick as hell. It's yeah. awesome. Uh, this is the first time that a major party has nominated a transgender person for governorship, which is crazy. There, there have been people, uh, there have been trans people who have gotten to various points in the legislature, but never in any gubernatorial elections. Yeah, and it also, it also seems like she has a very good chance to win as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, just yeah, because I mean, it's fucking Vermont, right? It's it's a pretty blue state. It is among the bluer states, and uh, I don't know. You just have to hope that that like random Appalachian conservatism doesn't end up against her. Yeah, I, I mean the the one thing I worry about is th- this article that I'm reading from the New York Times does say that she was a former utility executive, um, and and those words kind of set off alarm bells. In one my thing head. we we actually had talked about that a little bit in the uh, the topics chat earlier. Um, uh-huh. It was still being run as a public utility, and she did just like a good job of actually running it in a way that was equitable it seems like it seems like she's still a good egg Mm -hmm. but i understand that does raise alarm bells in any reasonable person yeah (laughs) so like that's we have ways to go but at least there are some some victories along the way i suppose yeah i think i believe this year uh in the united states at least there are a record number of um lgbt candidates running Mm -hmm. for office uh like across the country so that's really cool to see that you know people are kind of starting to understand that that's a thing that should be happening yeah and i I feel like trans people are almost (laughs) like not to like generalize but are going to be generally better suited in that their entire lives are made political against their will Right, and so they almost have a natural inclination to running for politics because they almost have to be aware of these things in mm-hmm. ways that, like you know, the standard white cis male politician just doesn't have to consider ever. Yeah, it's like if you if you really think about it, white cis men are the least qualified to be in politics because they never <laughs> well, yeah. have to think about how anything affects them, and that, my friends, is the T. um so we're running like an almost all canadian episode and we have yet to discuss a single point in canadian politics this week yeah talk about some canada shit we have one really big one um so new new premier of ontario doug ford is thanos now 
Yeah. <laughs> he, just, he just he turned purple. He was already big, but now he's purple. Uh, and he snapped his meaty hand and is trying to dissolve half of Toronto City Council um, during an election season. So, like, just, the municipal elections for every single municipality in Ontario are already underway. The nominations period ended in the end of July, for Sudbury anyway. I'm not sure how that is everywhere. So, like, all these people have their nominations locked in. They're running for specific ridings that already exist. And Doug Ford just chopped it in half, like, citing inefficiencies. Right. So, okay. So, I I have the privilege of not having to constantly worry about neighboring countries' politics. So, I, I guess my question is, is a why like what's the real reason he's doing this um and b can he like is that just the thing he can do uh one on the the first on the first um the why is probably because he also ran for mayor of toronto in the last municipal election and did not win and the can he in canadian politics the essential way that anything is run means if you have a majority government, there are very few checks and balances to your power. That is true at both the provincial and federal level. Ah. At the federal level, there's ostensibly the Senate, but the Senate is appointed. And so you could just flood the Senate with new people if you want to make majorities in the Senate. And And the the Senate is also ostensibly supposed to be like bipartisan, but you know. You know. Right. I mean, also municipalities exist uh, at the... What do you call it? The whim of the provincial uh, government anyway. So Ford can do literally anything he wants to any municipality, just like when uh, Harris amalgamated Toronto and Sudbury and all those sorts of areas. Yeah, so he, uh, Mike Harris, who's the previous uh, provincial premier from the Progressive Conservative Party, which, hilarious name. Um, they, he amalgamated several cities that just did not need to be amalgamated. Like they were run as like a council of local municipalities in a way that all the municipalities essentially had control over their own area. And then they were both Sudbury and Toronto, which are huge geographic areas, Mm -hmm. uh, encompassing a lot of different like demographics and neighborhoods and areas into they essentially amalgamated them into single cities which led to like a huge amount of sprawl and a huge amount of inefficiency with service delivery because all service delivery is essentially centralized to the middle of the city uh which means like every single outskirt that got amalgamated into a city got fucked over in like a major way and so these alleged efficiencies are the reason that he's doing it that's that's kind of the reason and he's doing it during an election. So, like, as I said, all these people are already set to run for wards that might not even exist if this oh. challenge, if this passes through. So, if this passes through, essentially, if it goes through the legislature in which he holds a majority, so his party can easily vote it through, we'd have to resort to essentially the calling of your local MP if you have an MP that's a conservative, which I don't, but Evan, I'm pretty sure you do. Yeah, for the next two weeks, I have uh, John. Uh, wait, no, not John Brassard. I have Andrea Kanjin. Yeah, so we have I, we have NDP representation in Sudbury, so they can't do dick shit about this. Um, <laughs> and so the only hope past that is a court challenge. And I could not tell you anything about the Canadian courts, so yeah. I'm not exact. Like I know that 
currently like the provincial court is seeing a hearing on like Sudbury's arena because there's a whole bunch of court challenges to the where the arena is being built because someone wants to encourage domestic sprawl because he's a big idiot but you know <laughs> local Sudbury politics I feel are a bit too niche for this podcast okay all right uh, hasn't stopped us yeah. before <laughs> yeah I know <laughs> I do like to get mad red and nude about it online but <laughs> this might not be the best vessel uh, but that's generally the gist of it, and it sucks big dong. All right. Yep. So, you guys hear about Funny Trump doing N-word? <laughs> this is going to be the fucking thing. I, I mean, mean, I know we say this about every subsequent thing that happens, and nothing ever happens from it, but I feel like this is going to be the thing. I, the reaction I of the White House has been so much more of a gift than, like, a tape ever would be. Because, like, <laughs> they've they've been basically backed into a corner, and everyone in the White House is like, well, he's said it, obviously, so how the fuck are we going <laughs> to deal with the fallout of this? Uh, we cannot right. guarantee that he has not said we the We cannot N-word. guarantee the president has not said the N-word. Like- yeah, I, for, for the listeners, what this is in reference to is... um. Former Trump staffer Omarosa, I don't remember what her exact title was, uh, has claimed to have a tape of President Trump saying the N-word, which, I mean, that that's that we shouldn't knew. really surprise anybody. <laughs> I'm pretty sure if you're just standing in vicinity of him at any given time, you're just going to hear it. Yeah. It just psychically emanates into your brain. He, he like, he, he like <laughs> the air escaping from his folds just is the sound of the N-word, like that funny Futurama episode. That's, that's I a bad like, thing to think about. I feel, I feel like also like a different funny Futurama episode. It's just like the natural brainwave he emits. His <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, when they. I feel like a third funny Futurama episode. Um, it's like he has a boil <laughs> on him that's just screaming the n words at all times. <laughs> they take an okay. they take an MRI of his brain and it's just spelling the n word. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, if you hook an oscilloscope up to his heart, it beats out the N-word in Morse code. Um, Jesus, alright. Um, what, what I love about this, though, is that in response to Omarosa's putting this out, he called her a lying dog, which honestly proves that he said the N-word yeah. beyond a shadow of a doubt. Yeah. yeah, and man, that's like this is something that's been brought up on, like, every other politics podcast, but why not also bring it up? You ever notice how the people he calls stupid are almost universally black? <laughs> yep. Like, just every it time he calls someone stupid, pattern. they're either black or gay, or both. Hmm. Hmm. I don't think we should read anything into that. <laughs> no. Do, do, you, Honestly, do you think this means anything? <laughs> no. Honestly, I think it's... I don't think it's a big deal. <laughs> yeah. I mean... <laughs> Uh, but like Matt, going back to your point, we said a few minutes ago is that this is going to be the thing. I'd I'd be really shocked uh, if if anything came out of this. Like, yeah, I mean, here's the thing: the the people who vote for Trump and who would continue to vote for Trump, he could just like say it. He could that, say it, it today on. Like, they vote for him more, honestly. Yeah, no, no. If he, he Trump, said it. Trump's going to say the N word, and his approval rating is going to go up. Uh, you joke? That's genuinely going to happen. Yeah. Oh man. Like I feel like that's uh, that's like 
uh, sort of like what we're progressing towards. It's not like a, it's not an if, it's a when at this yeah, point is yeah. when Trump says it during like a rally or yeah. on live TV. <laughs> yeah. It won't even be in context. He'll just say it like just in the middle of another sentence. Or, yeah, an, he'll atten- start... or in a tender moment with his loving boyfriend, Vladimir Putin. <laughs> you no. know, like a funny gay. Oh, like like a funny gay. Yeah, like a he'll, funny gay. I get it. Like he'll just start screaming it because Sasha Baron Cohen told him to. <laughs> man i i should watch some of that i, I good. do fi- i think i think people have already gone over this on the podcast but possibly me honestly but when he goes after politicians it's very good when he goes after like just common regular people it's just not as good yeah like yeah, some, speak speak, speak truth to power buddy and also you know he's he's kind of islamophobic mm. yeah if you just look at Borat and his general views of Muslims in Central Asia that are derived I, from Borat. Now, I, I, I fucking like, I might be a complete idiot about this, but I didn't think Borat was Muslim. Like, and I don't know if it's just coding that you're talking about, but I was well, thought... It's, just, it's, a Muslim, a, it's, it's a Muslim majority country. Yeah, it's, oh, that's, it's, that's it's, it's coding. Yeah, it's mostly... Yeah, okay. okay. Cause in like I know in the show, because I've seen this more times than I'm willing to admit, he says like I am Kazakh, I worship the hawk or something like that. Mm-hmm. Alright. Like but yeah, I get the idea that it's he's coded as a Muslim or or as, you know, generally Which Arabic. Is like, it's it's generally just like a he's not we we don't stand, but we appreciate. Yeah. 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 I feel like that's an attitude that more people should take towards basically anyone they like that isn't Carly Rae Jepsen holding up a sword. <laughs> There's nothing possibly just... wrong with Carly Rae Jepsen going, "Oh yeah, sword," <laughs> during a concert because that's the best possible thing that can happen, and it has happened. You know, Matt. If uh, if there's ever like, I feel like it's going to be genuinely like life shattering for you if there's ever a moment where Carly Rae Jepsen gets canceled. I would be oh, man. devastated by it. But like, the closest thing that's happened is my friend said he used to like. He's Carly Rae Jepsen's age and is from very close to where she lived and said that she cheated on a friend of his. But, like, half of Carly's early singles are cheating anthems. So, <laughs> yeah. So, I don't, I, I get it. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. Cheating is fine. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's the crime pass for today's episode. <laughs> yeah, Go you, ahead. Get, you get one. <laughs> not an adultery just a fact Spe- speaking seriously <laughs> cheating is very bad please don't do it oh absolutely just not. break up with them hmm. um i guess we're moving on to the short stuff now before yeah. We, yeah before we get into the questions and whatnot um aretha franklin that's that's the first uh, one we have yeah so that happened today um r.i.p legend yeah it's I, I don't really have a lot to say about it other than it really sucks yeah one one big thing uh one thing that was posted into topics is aretha franklin offered to post bail for angela davis when mm-hmm. uh when, yeah. all the, when the protests were going on a lot around the uh the civil rights movement and also that she took an otis redding song that was like you know just like a guy pleading with his woman for some for some damned respect and turned it into like <laughs> essentially a feminist anthem of respect oh, yeah. By, yeah. by switching some of the lyrics around. And that's like the best shit you can do. And also this gift set I saw on Tumblr earlier where people are asking her about various singers. And it's like, what do you think about Adele? 
She has a nice voice. Nice lady. Uh, what do you think about uh, Alicia Keys? Oh, great producer. Very good at playing the piano. What do you think about Taylor Swift? Pause. Really nice gowns. <laughs> <laughs> and I respect that level of polite shade <laughs> above all else. It's very good. Um, of course, we could educate ourselves a little better under Aretha Franklin for the future, but that's about all we got today because yeah. this has been very short. Like it just happened. Yeah, this, uh, this has happened hours ago. Yeah, we're not we're not going to say that we're like the ultimate arbiters of pop culture and we have all this stuff on the fucking dome because I sure don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not going to claim like to be an Aretha Franklin stan, but it's always sad when like somebody of that stature goes, especially yeah. when they've done as much as she has. Well, the thing that about it that's the most shitty is like these people, by all means, should be living in like fucking. I mean, as much as no one should ever be rich, they should live in a in a state of relative luxury, given yeah. their status. But it just seems that, like, older black musicians of, like, the soul and jazz eras that are still alive do not. Like, they yeah. almost uniformly seem to live in some manner of of poverty. Well, thanks, Did she? white record producers. Yeah, and then after their death, like, the sales of their music go up and their estate sees fucking none of it. I'm trying to think of... Um, I'm trying to remember who is it's Fats Domino. I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like old old jazz jazzy uh, pianist guy. Yeah, okay, he died last year, but he got like his whole house destroyed in Hurricane Katrina, and then basically lived like pretty poorly after that because like he just that's where he lived, and he didn't have yeah. a ton of money despite being like a jazz legend. And it's really shitty to see that kind of stuff. Even when these people end up in like the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, they still can't leverage that into much because their rights were basically sold at a dime to yeah. shitty white record producers. It's like when you've got like Howlin' Wolf and Muddy Waters having to tour fucking 70s because they don't have enough money otherwise to live on. Yeah, mm-hmm. like that's got to be a yeah. big reason why Chuck Berry played pretty much until his death, right? I, I mean, I it has to so. be. Because like if anyone, like Chuck fucking Berry? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like he invented Elvis's style of rock and roll that Elvis stole. Well, let's to be fair. Let's be fair here. Marty McFly invented the style <laughs> of rock and roll. Christ. <laughs> I mean, to be actually fair, Sister Rosetta Tharp invented everything. Yeah, she, she is like the the progenitor of rock and roll. But another person who never got her due. I think she got into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame like this year, whereas she like should have been in like the inaugurating class. Yeah. I'm going to say I don't know who that is, and I feel kind of bad about it. She wrote the original version of the song Hound Dog. Oh, shit. I'm going to have to check that out now. Her version is is a lot. It's a lot like the switch of the uh, Otis Redding to Aretha Franklin, R-E-S-B-E-C-T, in that, like, her version was about, like, a shitty guy who's at her door begging her to come back, and that Elvis Presley's is about fucking nothing. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's a Elvis song that means nothing. Elvis's song is so shallow. It's it's literally about a dog. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> it's just a dog. <laughs> Whereas, like, if he just like took her song and then like maybe switched around the pronouns, so he's singing about this guy who's bugging like his lady. Even that would have been better. Yeah. <laughs> Although if he was if he something. was a true if he was a true comrade and non coward, he would have just kept it the exact same and just let it be gay. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, he would have not. St- he would have not stolen an uncredited uh, black musician's songs for his entire life. I think that would have been the main <laughs> thing he would have done. That was his big thing, eh? 
Um, I don't yeah. know shit about Tom Perez. What's the deal with Tom Perez? Okay, so the the DNC a while ago passed some sort of revolution or resolution that basically said they were going to stop taking uh, donations from like coal and and uh, oil execs. Um, but then Tom Perez decided actually, I like to have money, um, and and don't care about the other stuff. So now, uh, wasn't it like ten faction... days? I feel like yeah, it was like it, 10 days. I, I don't know exactly how long. It was a very short period of time. Not long enough to have actually meaningfully yeah. done anything. Hey, remember um, how like both the possible candidates for the DNC chair both suck ass? Yeah. Yeah. Because well, like, we're not going to get into it very much this week because we don't have a huge amount of knowledge on it. But like, there's a, a lot of abuse allegations against uh, Keith Ellison now. And that was like yeah. Bernie Sanders' pick for DNC chair. Yeah. Over Tom uh, Perez and not great to think about. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 things like these these two guys that really kind of make me like I don't even know what the word to use is. Just like I I don't see a lot of hope in any sort of democratic party moving forward for yeah. any like meaningful I feel like the main hope for the democratic party is organizing being not entirely on an electoral level. And that's what I think the DSA has been really good for, is that yeah. they, they organize things outside of electoral politics and within electoral politics. Yeah. So even if their candidates aren't winning across the board, I think they had something like, it was like 20 to 30% of their candidates won in like the initial sets of elections, which like isn't a great result but it's not like a terrible result it's definitely a better result than you'd expect for people calling themselves socialists like four years ago but they also do so much organizing of rallies and like community meets outside of electoral politics you know getting people getting people engaged in the lower levels of politics that it's still Mm -hmm. beneficial and i feel like that's the only way the democratic party is going to go forward as if they bother to embrace that. But instead you get people like Nancy Pelosi saying like, I don't think people want single payer. Yeah. Despite it being overwhelmingly popular, they just, you know, like at this point, at this point, I'm pretty sure a lot of Republicans even want single payer. Yeah. They realize, yeah. Oh shit. Obamacare was actually working, but we had to, it's... we had to vote for Trump anyway, because we're racist. Yeah. Especially when it's like presented to them outside of the context of being like a quote-unquote democratic idea yeah like if you if you talk to like a rational person they would want single payer because it's it's the best system right now i remember like hearing a poll and it was like it was a bunch of like informal polling and they were talking about they would they would explain the affordable care act and then, like, half the time they'd call it Obamacare, and then half the time yeah. they'd call it the yeah. ACA. And, like, the approval rating for the ACA was, like, stupid high, and then for Obamacare it was stupid low. Despite yeah. the fact that these specifics clearly spell out that it's the same <laughs> fucking plan. Right. It's all optics. And the Democratic Party, if we know anything about them, is that they hate winning and they don't know optics. <laughs> <laughs> they can't. They hate themselves and cannot govern. Yeah, they hate everyone <laughs> and themselves. I can't... Watch the Simpsons Halloween episode from 1996 about the election <laughs> yeah. because I, it manages oh. to be more and more prescient every year. I honestly because yeah, now it's gone from they're not just the old candidates now. Now they are Kang and Kodos respectively. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's just a bunch of fucking aliens in skin suits. Do you have any better idea on how to share long protein strings? <laughs> what was it like? Uh, uh, 
Fucking was it? Uh, healthcare for some tiny American flags. No, 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 okay. <clears throat> Abortions for some. Miniature American flags for all. <laughs> and then, like, getting into, like, a Democrat doublespeak, we have to move forward, not backwards, upwards, not forwards, and always twirling. <laughs> twirling. Twirling. Towards <laughs> freedom. Well, although I did forget the first part of that speech, which was, when I was a boy, I dreamed of being a baseball. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Throw your vote away. (laughs) (laughs) You can give The Simpsons a lot of shit, but, like, their political commentary in the 90s was very good. It was. Now, not Mm -hmm. so good. Nope. Well, you know, the the quality of their political commentary will be addressed at a later date, if at all. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So Trump likes eating documents now. He likes, he likes to eat them. We get them. Sam in the call for like five minutes just to hear him yeah, yell. I need to, we need, Sam needs to come in here for this one. We just start start talking about it. I'm gonna try to I'm trying to try to get him in here. <laughs> so you know he's gone from. You think they taped up the old documents so he could eat? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe yeah, what this, we this didn't hear Omarosa is... exclusive <laughs> that that Trump. I don't even remember what it was. It was he was meeting of... with Michael Cohen, and right, when right, Michael right. Cohen left, Omarosa walked into the office and walked in on him eating <laughs> a document, <laughs> <laughs> ostensibly to destroy some sensitive information. Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> that does bring in like an interesting wrinkle to the thing about him ripping up paper. Because people thought, like, he's ripping up all this paper because he's just a big idiot that likes ripping things after he sees it. But I think he earnestly thought he was destroying the evidence. Do you think, Donald, do you think it's a fetish? (laughs) He likes to imagine the paper as a small person. He's a paper. He is then boring. He's into paper (laughs) void. Do you think when Trump eats the paper, he's like, oh, all the secrets are inside of me now? (laughs) So, I'm like, the only one who knows. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess you can't store something in the National Archives if it's been in his tummy. <laughs> Do you think they, like, collect his hey. poop and then, like, try hey. to string it back together? Do hey, you, wait, if, right. if, if, he really wa- if he really was like, the piece of paper, you could store it in the National Archive of our own. Am I right, folks? I mean, Get it? Like, if, the- like the fan fiction? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, like the fan fiction website, because I'm sure there's I'm sure there's war stories yeah. on there. No, there, there definitely is. Why would you even ask that? Of course there is. What yeah. if we just started putting it on non-soluble paper, so like it oh just my... doesn't dissolve? What if, so he just what if they put like a, a bitter agent on it, like the Nintendo Switch cartridges, <laughs> so that he would... <laughs> his aid starts spraying it with bitter apple spray. <laughs> <laughs> You use the little capsaicin spray that you use. So you don't bite Just your a nails. bit. It's too. It's too spicy. It's too spicy. <laughs> what I love though about all of this is like every time I feel like legitimately justified of being frightened of like the nascent fascism in the American government, I'm just reminded of the fucking like that he does something that makes me feel like I'm unable to <laughs> justify being afraid of him because he's also just such a big fucking wet idiot all the time. <laughs> 
Yeah, so oh Sam isn't, un- isn't able to join us because he is indeed still at work. Although he does say he is not convinced that the story is true. Um, which, like, <laughs> it if might it's, not if be, it's, but it, like... It's, if it turns out to be true, I feel like Sam's brain's going to break and that yeah. he is saying this out of some <laughs> manner of self-preservation. Yeah. Because I also, don't, uh... he screamed for like a solid two hours about the ripping up paper <laughs> in our Discord <laughs> when that first dropped. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you know what they say, Sam. Boss makes a dollar, I make a dime. It's about the president on company times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I spent, like, most of my shift at work making a Pokemon team last week, so that's, that's just praxis. <laughs> All right, and uh, we've got a couple more things. Um, What's the deal with Trump and Macron? Okay. I so... didn't hear about this at all. This this story, it might honestly be better than the eating the documents one. What this what this is is some White House insider apparently leaked the fact that Trump has like a weird fascination with French President Emmanuel Macron, and will just call him for no reason <laughs> to talk about nothing, and that's that's wonderful to me. Well, maybe it's because like uh, we know that the one true ship is MacDo which is um, Emmanuel Macron and Justin Trudeau, and he wants more insights about Canadian politics from his his lover, because, like, it's like a funny gay. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, how long do you think it is before, like, resistance Twitter starts, like, making pictures of him, like, being a funny gay with Macron? 100% chance it already happened. No, I no, but they you. like Macron, is the thing. Resistance Twitter likes Macron and Trudeau. Despite the fact that they've both done a bunch of like outright outright fascist things recently. Yep. Hey, remember how Justin Trudeau bought a fucking pipeline? I do. I just wanted to lay some pipe into you. Remember how he gave guns to Saudi Arabia and then complained about the things they did with the guns that he gave them? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, fuck Justin Trudeau. And speaking of like fuck this person, fuck Chris Hardwick. Your tears oh, yeah. don't mean shit to me. AMC is a bunch of fucking cowards. Yvette Nicole Brown, you're canceled for hugging him. You're canceled for feeling sorry for him after all this shit. Um, right. Everyone at AMC is canceled. Out of the 25 writers for Talking Dead, I think maybe like five of them quit. You are not canceled. All the people who quit Nerdist when this originally heard... came out, you are not canceled. Everyone I'm not who... sure whether it was at, at AMC or at Nerdist, but something. I think the number is 22 people quit. Um, I, I, I remember reading that it was, it was apparently a misquote. It was like four okay. out of 22. Oh, okay. Which is like, that's not great, but it's still some people. Yeah. And uh, all the, all the writers who quit Nerdist when they put Chris Hardwick back on the masthead, uh, you are not canceled. That is yeah. my report on who is canceled and not canceled. And this is like, I'll be like this for any kind of story like this that comes out. But like, I happen to know Chloe. I've known her like on the, I don't know her particularly well, but I've known her on the web for like 13 years. Cause, mm. uh, long story short, she used to date Neil Ciceriga and I mm. knew them both when they were dating and ha- all of this, essentially anyone who's hung out, who hung out with them when they were dating, anyone who knew Chloe during this period of time could absolutely corroborate this just by how she talked about the relationship while it was happening. Like, just, like, the clear signs that someone's not in a perfectly good place when viewed in retrospect. Like, not necessarily when viewed up front. You don't necessarily 
know right away when someone is in an abusive relationship, but there right. are signs that are really obvious in retrospect, and this happens to be the case. So Chris Hardwick can get fucked more than usual <laughs> in this situation because it does kind of hit close to home for me. Um, I guess we can move into questions now. If you have any All questions, right. you can send them to us at hkipgtd.tumblr.com slash ask. If you send them to our Gmail, we will probably forget, except for when we're doing the mailbag, which is when we always check the Gmail. Yeah. If you want to send us any kind of like longer form questions, we have a couple in our inbox right now. Those are best done for the mailbag. We still do plan on doing one for August. Uh, we just haven't had a chance to get around to it yet. It'll probably be in the last week of August. Yeah, it's it's yeah. been just for the listener at home. It's been kind of a hectic few weeks for scheduling, uh, and we very much appreciate you all bearing with us. Yeah, yeah. Like we only we only missed one episode so far out of all the episodes, which I think is doing pretty good overall. Yeah, it's mostly also, the Patreon content we're behind on. Also, can I just say it's been a hectic one week since you looked at me? Uh... You can say that, but I'd prefer you didn't. <laughs> 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 do you think do you think there's a one week parody about Donald Trump? I'm sure there is Let's just by talk now. About Donald Trump in the news cycle. Patrick, when you're <laughs> editing, can you look on YouTube for that and put the first one try. you find in, in, yeah. the, in the as the, as the just, ending song? I have some words. Um one yeek? Thank you. <laughs> one yeek. It's been I one mean, yeek. He, he quite evidently has two yeeks. He does have two yeeks. It's been two yeeks. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, so no, now now the song two- now the song you is were... Two Yeeks by Grizzly Bear. I was just about to say that. <laughs> 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 That's the sound no, I make man. when I see Donald Trump's ass. Anyway, moving on to questions. You know, but wait, before we move on, I just want to say, Matt, I don't think that song existed before you said anything. But I feel like the sheer act of you saying those words retroactively brought a Trump parody of One Week into existence. <laughs> I hope it also brought the Trump parody of the song Two Weeks by Grizzly Bear into existence, because I just feel like going to that level is a level of commitment that I don't think many people are capable of. I mean, if I could sing even half as good as the lead singer of uh, Grizzly Bear, I would record a parody of that after this podcast was yeah. done, but mm-hmm. I can't, so I won't. All right, so we don't got too much in the way of questions this week. Uh, Some are responses to things we said in previous weeks, and there's only one of those that I super want to read, and it's one about (laughs) algorithms. So it's the thing about Facebook, YouTube, and etc. manipulating their algorithms is because there isn't really any natural algorithm which gives you an unmanipulated timeline because of issues related to how there is so much content to possibly give you, they need a way to prioritize it. So trending feeds would always consist of lunch and weather and things that are being discussed by everyone, which would be of no use to anyone. So people sort of have to experiment with algorithms. My response to that is, we don't need an algorithm to show us content. Yeah, just show me the things that were posted in the order they were posted from the people whose posts I want to see. Yes, yeah. that is what that's I want all to I see. Ask. And that's why I really like, um, I'm still getting used to it, but I, I'm liking Mastodon so far because of the different ways you could organize your feed. Uh, and follow me on Mastodon, <laughs> please, uh, at tplbuquerque uh, dot, uh, at mastodon.social. Thanks. I wanna, I'm, I'm probably going to add... <laughs> I added a hosts thing to the HKIP website and I'm gonna it's gonna be a lot easier for us to share our social media that way. Instead of yeah. just like manually linking our Twitters every week, we're just gonna have like a host bio that's linked automatically on any post that you're listed as a host on. 
Right. Nice. So that's going to be very helpful to have when we all have yeah. Mastodon profiles and they're all really long. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just things are posted in order and it's all decentralized. So if you don't like the rules in one area, you could just go to a different instance of Mastodon. Yeah. If I ever figure it out, we're going to have one on the noise space site. Yeah. Because <laughs> I just think that would be good to have. I think you can only be in one instance at once, though. I'm pretty sure you can end up on. You could end up at a bunch of them. There's like account linking and stuff you could do. Because I've seen. Oh, I didn't know that. Instances. Um, I don't know what this question means. Could you could you say it just in case? What would Tom Holland's frog play? Oh, this never is mind. Some, people huh. were casting the Trump movie, uh, and they cast. I think they cast Tom Holland as Jared Kushner. Okay, that tracks. Yeah. So I I guess logically the frog would play Jared Kushner's tongue. Um, <laughs> it could play Ivanka Trump, like a funny oh. cunnilingus. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, next next question, please. Hey, speaking of a funny cunnilingus, do you no, remember when uh, no, John? Said- this question comes in from Tumblr user PR the Disaster, who says, "Hey, HKIP, So a military far right Brazilian presidency candidate this week accused another neoliberal right wing candidate of working secretly with a secret society trying to make a USSR out of Latin America. So how nice would it be if his delusion of a socialist Illuminati existed? Also, would you guys prefer that USA was a thirty two a 32 political party shit show like us instead of a bipartisan shit show. Okay. First of all, yes. Yeah. Um, more parties is good. Yeah. It does fracture yeah. things a lot and you have to form coalitions, but those coalitions allow for compromise to be formed in government, which does not happen under the current system. Not even in Canada where we ostensibly have five national political parties. Like, right. Because yeah. I mean, if you have 32 parties, they're not all gonna just be like some degree of rightist centrism. Like, you get to have actual leftism if that's the case. Yeah, like, like the, you'll get a variety of political opinions. What I yeah. like is that you also get hilarious bullshit. Like yeah. in uh, <laughs> in Australia, there's a party that actually got someone elected to the Senate called the Smokers' Rights Party. <laughs> yeah, like. It's like, it's like Grover, it's just Grover Norquist. He just <laughs> moved to yeah. Australia. Wait, I can't remember if it was the- Every country's got a rich tradition of, like, joke parties, except for, like, us. I think I remember something on uh, liberal hero John Oliver's show um, that suggested that any political candidate seeking office is, like, guaranteed a certain amount of airtime. And so a lot of guys would just go in in, like, fucking costumes and just oh yeah, the uh, the two, the two tailed dog party from uh, Turkey, yeah. where he came no, on and just Turkey, did Turkey chicken. No, I was thinking of it was Turkey. I was thinking of. Yeah, he did chicken noises for yeah. the whole whole broadcast. <laughs> Anytime they would ask him a question, he go Kod Kadesh. It's very good. Um, and uh, how nice would it be if this delusion of a socialist Illuminati existed? It would be very good. It'd be great. It- it's how I feel when people talk about cultural Marxism, you know, like yeah, cultural I wish Marxism. We had cultural Marxism. <laughs> yeah, cultural Marxism doesn't exist, but it would be cool if it did. Yeah. Like that's that's my opinion. Because that's that's something about like the way that South America has been run as just like a series of military juntas supported by the United States that all fight each other because they are different degrees of supported by the United States. Imagine if it was just like like a collaborative environment resisting U.S. hegemony. Yeah, imagine if South Americans were allowed to, like, actually elect their own leaders. Yeah, wouldn't that be fucking good? 
I, that's why like conservatives and like right liberal stuff hate Venezuela so much. It's the only place where they haven't been able to fucking assassinate their leader other than Cuba. And they fucking tried. They, oh, they, they, they yeah, tried. There was a fucking. I don't think we even talked about this, did we? There was like a uh, fucking the, drone attack Maduro, against Maduro. Yeah, we, I don't think we talked about it, but no. I also don't know enough about it at the moment to talk yeah. about it. Maduro said he. Yeah, Maduro, I will. I will say Maduro says he doesn't think the states was involved but i think maduro is wrong because of course they were yeah <laughs> yeah i feel like maduro's in a state of wanting to manage expectations with relations yeah. to the united states he is mm. not quite as bold as chavez in his uh in his external politics <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah um, hey remember that time when venezuela tried to start selling nationalized oil so the u.s and the saudis dropped their oil prices so much that it destroyed the venezuelan economy but socialism did it <laughs> yeah. Hey, sorry. Remember, I just have to get that out there anytime I think about Venezuela. Remember how like the largest resistance to the current Venezuelan government is actually people in the upper middle class. Yeah, it's, and then the poor it's, actually it's, generally it's, seem to like him because they can afford to eat. Yeah. It's people who own grocery stores that are the maddest about it because he's forcing price fixing. Which uh, I think Patrick, I think you were the one who posted it in the in the chat originally was the the leftist response to John Oliver's piece on Venezuela. Oh, yeah, I think I was. It was, yeah. really was that the Bad Mouse video? I think so. Uh, I think so, yes. Okay, because Bad Mouse is a legend and should post more. It was really good, though. It was just like a point-by-point refutation of the entire segment, and it was like 45 minutes long, and I watched yeah. the whole thing at rapt attention. It's incredibly good. The, the only problem with dealing with any kind of foreign country's politics like this is on both sides you'll have people arguing oh that's just propaganda and there's you know a certain point where that's true and so that's why i never really feel super qualified to talk about these things at length yeah but like canadian politics like i'm i'm right the fuck in it i can tell you what i know (laughs) (laughs) uh okay so this next question comes in from anonymous uh to linus actually oh and it says to the host who worked at tim horton's I'm an American, and I went to Tim Hortons in Vancouver and tried to order a dozen donut holes, but the cashier didn't know what those were until I called them Timbits. How can you not know what a donut hole is? Do they train you not to call them donut holes, or do they not have them in Canada? Please help. They're universally called Timbits. Especially yeah, if you're I mean, in, a f- in a fucking Tim Hortons. Like Calling them donut holes is an act of American imperialism. <laughs> like... <laughs> It, yeah, I mean the real I answer to this question is good now actually. <laughs> the real answer to this question is like yeah, I guess the average person would be able to like figure out what they are, but like they're called timbits like pretty much across the board. And I'm not going to like universally disparage people who work minimum wage jobs at Tim Hortons considering that Linus is indeed one of them, but like they don't care enough to think about it. Yeah, that's if you fair. order a thing that's not directly on the menu, why should they put in any of their mental faculties trying to figure out what you're talking about? Also, this <laughs> they, is they are e- not paid enough for that. Also, this is exactly what I do to mess with people who <laughs> yeah. like have a like if someone comes in and they have like a weird fake energy or they ask for something in a funny joke way, I'll just usually stonewall them and pretend like I don't know I haven't the faintest fucking idea what they're talking about <laughs> and i just do that until they have made until i've forced them to like explain their entire shit and like so like that's you a pretty standard yeah. that's a pretty standard reaction so like maybe you were like 
Lewis, <laughs> nope. did, you just, did you just, like, warg this Tim Hortons employee just to do that? Maybe. <laughs> warg of the fucking week right here. My favorite thing to do is when people make a joke and I pretend like I didn't understand it, they'll say, that was a joke, and I'll just say, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'll just, yeah, I, I, I'm aware that you made a joke. Like, man, that's the thing about working minimum wage jobs is that you have to make your fun somewhere. My, For me, it's my just like one of my employers actually just got like had to pay out the settlement of a class action lawsuit, and I got four hundred and seventy dollars, and I'm spending it all on video games, and that's fucking yeah, praxis yeah. right there. I didn't even <laughs> I know about call this. It a class consciousness lawsuit. Yeah, you can. Yeah, I think I called it that on Twitter already, but I'm gonna call. It. But yeah, anyway, it was it was it was, it was a lawsuit <laughs> entirely based around wage theft that they were actually doing, though yeah. not to me. So I I definitely just joined up to get my payout. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, valid. Gets praxis, honestly. Yeah. Um. Uh, we have a question here from Owl Dude. That's friend of the show Noah. What are the chances that the NRA will try to license their own three D printed gun blueprints so they could start an online gun streaming service? <laughs> I you know well I I read a bunch of articles that basically said the thing about three D printed guns is they don't work. Like the there the are whole so many pan- parts of a gun that are required to be metal. There, there's they're required there, to not. <laughs> like there was that whole panic about it, and the, and I, the article I read was basically like, "Calm down, they don't fucking work." Like, I mean, the, well, they can work. I think that's where the they, worry is. Yeah, but like, it's not like I I think people had an idea in their heads that it was like people are going to be able to make like assault rifles, and it's like what you can do is get a plastic thing and that can shoot like one bullet maybe. And also, like, the thing is, like, if pe- that very, very few people have 3D printers that can machine, that can, like, make these, that, that there's, like, a certain kind of polymer it's gotta be. It, it's not just something that you get at Best Buy, it's, like, an industrial thing. So, like, the whole panic about it is a little, is mostly unfounded, I guess. Uh-huh. It's not really something we should be that worried about at this point. But, yeah, I mean, yeah. chance is pretty good, I guess. Um, I have one, like, orphaned second part of a question. I don't know what the first part of the question was. Yeah, I saw that. But I just want to say it so I can delete it. Um, the only solution is for the workers and users to seize everything, organize along the lines of assemblies and worker and user councils to ensure those experiments aren't going to harm anyone and implement libertarian communism, and I agree. I don't even care, I don't even really care what the original question is. Yes. Yeah, that yeah. actually relates to mm, yes. something I was reading about today on Twitter in that, um, you know how unions are, like, kind of a burgeoning force in video games right now? Mm-hmm. But how mm-hmm. they should be more of a force? It was uh-huh. someone talking about how bad it is to work as a video game tester, but yet how all companies depend on these people to exist. Right. And so this, but for video game testers... Just hey, folks, it. just remember that your boss always needs you more than Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, we could close out with one more question, the one right at the top of the inbox, if you want to read it, Patrick. Okay. Uh, yes, yeah, so this question comes from Tumblr user Jane Funda. Uh, how does one Discord? I'm in the Discord, but I don't know how to join in convos or start them without feeling awkward. How do you internet friendship? Um, and this one, I don't know. I, I feel like I lucked out in that the like one discord the first discord i joined were a bunch of people i already kind of knew and had my style of shit post yeah um i feel like um 
just say hi, introduce yourself in introdu- introductions, and then just yeah. like run around into the subjects you that you know more about. What I suggest when you're starting in a large Discord server right away is mute everything and selectively unmute channels you're interested yes. in. Yes. That's a because good idea. otherwise they are way too overwhelming. Yeah. Honestly, like I feel like as the the one host who only like who didn't really know that many people before I got accidentally tapped to be a host for this podcast. <laughs> uh, well, I just kept saying the phrase on Twitter and then I told you it was a podcast and then you said, "Can I be on the podcast?" and I said, "Yes." And that is how it happens. <laughs> it's extremely funny to me. Like I assumed that, or like it worked somehow, but it did, and now I'm here anyway. Uh, the thing like that I just mostly did is uh, I lurked for several months until I learned the way that people speak in here, and now I just yeah. talk like that in my real life, and it's become <laughs> a cancer on any sort of social interaction I try to have anywhere else. So don't do that. Find a better way. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> We'll just do one more before we move on and just do some quick light bringers to close out the show. Uh, Tumblr user Bialystock and Bloom asks, given that Elon, Elon Musk's epic Reddit cars are prone to catching on fire and apparently fall apart in the rain, how would the other two elements destroy a Tesla? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Bialystock and Bloom, for always giving us extremely good questions. Wait, is this the same person who did the thrush musk question? I think it might have been Leah that did the thrush musk question, which I'm now learning. Leah, Leah is your name, or Leah. I don't know how to say it, but thank you for always sending us good questions. I do do really like the mental image of the Earth just opening up to swallow an entire Tesla. Like the Pokemon move Fisher? It's a one-hit kiss. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, wind... um, I like to think that a stiff breeze can make a Tesla fall. Yeah, apart. just <laughs> like just like See, a nice, me... like a nice concentrated blast of air just knocks one of the doors right off. Like a like like a like a a fan just blows it apart. Yeah, the the car's own AC just causes it to disintegrate. <laughs> Don't fart or the car explodes. <laughs> What was that? That sound like I don't think you were doing it on purpose, but it sounds like a funny reference to something, and I don't remember what it is now. For what? Like the, the if you something like if you if you farted, the car would go faster, or like something like that. It would go like if you're going twenty, then if you farted, the car goes twenty five. I can't remember. I mean, my friend has my name in her phone as fart powered car, and I don't remember the context <laughs> of that, but I have mentioned that before. Although the way I phrased it is a reference to keep talking and nobody explodes, which is a very good indie game, which is now on the Nintendo Switch. That is. A oh, game. cool! I've not even heard of it, but I'll have to. Try it it's one of those like asymmetrical game experiences. So one person has like the bomb defusal tools in front of him, and the other person has a manual and has to try to teach them how to defuse the bomb. It's most. Oh, it's, it's best done with VR. It's incredible in VR. Mm-hmm. Uh, so lightbringers. Lightbringers yeah. are just like short things that we say about things that we have been enjoying to make o- make up for the hell that has been wrapped upon us. I've got one. Go ahead. If I want to go first, mine's pretty light. Uh, my Lightbringer this week is was going to be my light. It was from last week. It would have been my Lightbringer if I was on this week. But um, it's just the uh, videos from the Polynesian Cultural YouTube channel, uh, which are sp- specifically the how-to series, which is a chief a uh, who just does these. It's like the most pure, calming videos you can ever watch. 
because it's just this guy, and he's like, today I'm going to show you how to open the coconut with your teeth, and then he just fucking does it. He just shreds this coconut, yeah. and then he's like, okay, that's how you do it. Uh, make sure to subscribe. <laughs> Uh, he's just, and he's, he's got another one where he just shows you how to make coconut milk and another one where he shows you how to climb a tree and just, it's, he's like, here's how you climb a tree. And he just goes up the tree. Like it's fucking nothing. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And so it's so good. Like I think it's basically just leg and core strength, right? Cause he's just gripping the tree with his legs and then pulling himself up and then gripping and pulling it. Like when you, when you look at him, he's, when you do it fast, it's really nuts. I mean, um, when you look at him, it's like, he's fucking gigantic. Like, he clearly... <laughs> the energy that those videos reminded me of the most is the one Japanese fisherman who's standing in the really cold water telling you that you can do it. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, like... It's like that video is also very pure and good. I feel like you could watch these videos to come down from a panic attack or something. Like, that's yeah. the effect that they have. It's like so they're just ever, completely good energy. If you ever go to Oahu, that is where the Polynesian Cultural Center is. Because I've yeah. been there. I was there when I was 10. Mm-hmm. If you just happen to be able to go to Hawaii for very little money because your dad's a high school teacher. And managed to get his trip paid for because all the students paid for their own trips. Yeah. <laughs> that's how you do it. Um, my Lightbringer this week, let's see, what's been going, my, my Lightbringer this week is that I'm actually getting noise space going. I've been doing a lot of work on it, and it just feels really good to get back to a personal project. So if you guys, like, aren't aware where our podcast is hosted, I did also mention it last week, but it's called noisespace.xyz, or xyz if you're American. Yeah. It's only uh, so noisespace.net. It's .xyz. Yeah, Evan has a <laughs> podcast now called uh, The Stick, which is about Homestar yeah. Runner. Linus has an aborted podcast, which is called Better Better in the Books. One day I'll, I'll revive that. I'm still I'm still workshopping it. But like people keep starting podcasts, and people have been really excited to start new podcasts because they have the opportunity to. Because I pay for all this hosting for some reason, so I might as well make use of it. And it just feels good to have a personal project to put all my energy into during like this period of time where I'm not really working. I'm waiting for a contract to start at my other job, so I mm-hmm. took a bunch of time off so I could spend time on personal projects, and it's really fun to actually be able to do that. Mm-hmm. So please check out the yeah. website and also follow it on social media. Although there is nothing on the Tumblr yet, it's there. The Twitter has like four posts and the Facebook has no posts, but it's just noise space <laughs> XYZ. Yeah. It's good. It's good. Uh, I've got one. I've been playing a lot of a game called Cultist Simulator recently. It's like a card-based tabletop video game and it's it's a lot of trial and error and uh, there's a lot of really interesting world building and lore behind it. It's definitely, definitely not going to be for everyone, uh, but I've sunk about 80 hours into it over the past few months. It's it's a lot of fun. Uh, you should check it out. It's by a little two-person indie dev uh, called Weather Factory. You can get it on Steam and good old games, um, I think, everywhere, pretty much. Uh, and that's my recommendation. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, my Lightbringer is uh, going to be because I want more people to use Mastodon with me, because it's been a great alternative to Twitter. It's designed in a similar way. It's a bit difficult to use, but the fact that they just recently, uh, a guy came on from Poll and started posting a bunch of Nazi shit, and he got banned immediately. And it was just the most fucking... social media banned Nazis? It was just the most refreshing feeling in the world to see immediately get banned, and uh, Alex Jones immediately getting banned when he tried to make an account on there. (laughs) 
<laughs> and the uh, the How guy who... Jones can afford to host his own fucking instance of it. Why doesn't he just make I... his own? I don't know, but he because they came on Mastodon.social because it's you know to try and I guess talk to people in the like the most popular one, and they got immediately banned by the the most Mastodon popular Social. English language one because the biggest one I could see is the one for Pixiv, which is like a Japanese image sharing website. Yeah, oh, which I really that's like. true. I really love that that Japan seems to have really taken to Mastodon. Yeah, if you go on the not the federated it shows you your server, but on like the main one. Like the main like timeline of everyone using Mastodon at every instance at all times, it's just almost entirely Japanese posts. Which like that's the thing about all like the micro social medias is that ne- they never seem to move along past a certain niche. And I feel like yeah. Mastodon is like really quickly gaining the critical mass it needs to actually be something. And then plus, oh, absolutely. And plus, since it's distributed over instances, its scalability is just so much better to handle that it won't require relying on advertisers to work, which is the best. Although right now I should say Mastodon.social is mostly just a bunch of exiled weird Twitter accounts, a bunch of really good ones. But uh, at the same time, it's mostly very much just that energy at the moment. So yeah. if that's not something you're into, because I know a lot of people aren't just basically, yeah, I'm just trying to say like, it's definitely got an energy that wouldn't be for everyone right now. Yeah. All right. Okay. So but, that's, yeah. that's podcast everyone. That's a podcast. I'm a podcast? All right. So I think that about does it for us tonight. Uh, thank you all for listening. Um, I have been Patrick. You can find me on Twitter at PG1497. Uh, for now, who knows how long I'll be there. Uh, and at Tumblr at takingturnsatrandom.tumblr.com. Um, I'm Evan, and you can find me on Twitter at uh, P underscore Albuquerque, or as of yesterday night on Mastodon at at T, sorry, capital T, lowercase p, uppercase A for Albuquerque, at mastodon.social. And also, I have a new podcast that has exactly one episode with uh, David from the HGIP Discord called The Stick. And it's got its first episode right up now on the Noise Noise Space Pilots section of the website. So go check that out if you like, and you like Homestar Runner. Yeah, eventually we'll, I'll have a proper feed for you. We're just we're working on it. Yeah. No, it's fine. Whenever whenever it happens, it happens. It's cool. I'm Linus. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Linus Kloss, and I'll probably resurrect the Mastodon account that I think I made a while ago, but uh, don't I don't know even know what that is yet. So it's just Twitter for now. Um, again, maybe I'll resurrect my book podcast when I decide what exactly I'm going to do with it. But uh, yeah. That's that's all that I've got for now. I'm Matt, also known as Matt GCN, and you could also find Hendrick Kissinger's Pokemon Going to Die on various parts of the internet, including Facebook.com slash HKIPGTD, Twitter.com slash HKIPGTD, HKIPGTD.tumblr.com, and you could also find our subreddit, uh, which is sub, uh, reddit.com slash r slash HKIPGTD. Uh, thank you for Bisexual Punch Party for setting that one up for us. Um, and thank you for the taxpayers for the use of their song Evil Men from the, so- from the album Cold Hearted Town. And we'd also like to thank our patrons on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash HKIPGTD. 
Uh, if you donate at any level, you get all of our post-show, pre-show content and extended Lightbringers. At $5, you get a special role in the Discord. And at $10, you get to listen in to our podcast recordings. And uh, the 5 and 10s also get their name read at the end of the show, uh, including such notable patrons as Rowan Berg, Paige Messer, David Besser, Alex Schaup, Pregnant Seinfeld, Nick Jagged, you know, like a funny gay. Chaz Thunderguns, Pepperoni and Cheese, Carrie J, M Chambers, Stephanie Ruff, Cadejo Jones, Delaney Fritz, The Tallest Jew, Evan, Benjamin Kingstone Faria, Lowe, Ellen the Anarcho Lalandiest, Ashinu, Petaz, Harry Tomlinson, Surrey Jack, Michael Weems, Dijonese, PR the Disaster, Brett Houts, Single Payer. It's, It's not showing me full names. I have to, like, hover over them to get full names. Single Payer Sonic Mpreg. Scout Shiro. <laughs> Helga K. Scout Shiro. Helga K. 500 Bs. Uh, Jordan Hagen. Tufster McGee. Nun Binary with Left Beef. Ollie Anders. And Summer Geist. Thank you, everybody. So, like, thank, thank you. you. And thank you so much to the patrons that change their name every week so that we can have such wonderful <laughs> names to read out every time. That, uh, the single-payer Sonic Mpreg thing is extremely funny, and that's I love good. whoever did that. Yeah, that's, that's very good. Uh, so that has been Henry Kissinger is Pokemon going to die. Not a threat. Just, Just a, fact. a fact. Memento Pokemori, everyone. Memento Pokemori. Memento Pokemori. It's been one week since you looked at me Cocked your head to the side and said I'm angry Five days since you laughed at me Saying get that together, come back and see me Three days since the living room I realize it's all my fault but couldn't tell you Yesterday you've forgiven me But it'll still be two days till I say I'm sorry Hold it now and watch a look wink Does it make you stop think? You think you're looking at after man I summon fish to the dish Although I like the shallow Swiss I like the sushi cause it's never touch a frying pan Hot like wasabi when I boss rhyme Big like the and mime Because I'm all about value Bird camp just got the mad hits You try to match wits You try to hold me but I bust through Gonna make a break and take a pick I like a sink and ink and shake I like vanilla It's the finest of the flavors Gotta see the show cause then you know the vertigo is gonna go Cause it's so dangerous you'll have to sign a waiver How can I help it if I think you're funny when you're mad Trying hard not to smile though I feel bad I'm the kind of guy who laughs at a funeral Can't understand what I mean well you soon will I have a tendency to wear my mind on my sleeve I have a history of taking off my shirt It's been one week since you looked at me Threw your arms in the air and said you're crazy Five days since you tackled me Gonna get a set of better clips, you know, and the guy with tiny nubs just on my eyes, I always fly.